0: Welcome to the Scarlet Tears podcast, where we talk about our favorite show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Welcome back, Scarlet Tears! The Scarlet Tears podcast. Yay! I'm Amanda, okay. and I'm Lindsay, and this is the Scarlet Tears podcast. Lindsay, what we're talking about today? Well, this one is going to be a jam-packed, fun-filled one, um,
1: because it's been a very long lull. I think it. Feels, I don't know if it's just me. It feels like this this lull between season three and season four has yeah. been very long. So, what have the fans been up to to keep ourselves busy, invested, interested? Chatting mm-hmm, on on the mm-hmm. fan groups.
0: You know what have we been up to as fans? Yes, we need to know how to get through this girl so we brought in two of our very big very favorite scar fans welcome francesca and callie Yay. Yeah. Yay. I'm so excited yeah Ooh. i callie's been on a couple times so we're going to talk to her but francesca this is your first time so welcome
2: thank you <laughs> yeah
0: so what are we going to talk about first lindsay so after
1: theme for for the podcast is the fanfic challenge and if mm-hmm. any of you guys follow us on instagram or on our um facebook page uh, you'll notice that we have um quite a few fanfic writers uh, within the group who you know we like to kind of give ourselves themes and challenges to write stories and these stories go on um, Archive of Our Own which is sometimes shortened to AO3 I'm not quite sure why I haven't figured that one out I don't know if Callie uh, or Francesca you could answer that one um but also on fanfic.net so there are loads of fanfic stories on both sites uh, as of today there is 265 fanfic stories all about Miss Scarlett on the Duke on Archive of Our oh, Own Oh wow
0: oh wow that's a lot <laughs>
1: it is i was quite surprised i was like oh we're nearly at 300 so hopefully maybe by you know the time season four rolls around um we'll be at 300 but fingers crossed uh, and obviously francesca and kelly are two uh, of our fanfic writers as well as myself and they have come up with the next fanfic challenge so our last one was william in the workhouse and we have a new one kelly you are amazing at um creating the the pictures that we lovingly use of knitted William and Eliza (laughs) to announce all of our fanfic challenges and you guys came up with this one. So uh where did where did the idea for this one come from?
3: Oh it was Francesca you might want to start because you mentioned it first and I was like yes we have to do that (laughs) but I don't remember in what context completely were we commenting on something? Forget what you said.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's actually really funny because with the, the last fanfic challenge, it's sort of very similar. It's very natural to come up with these ideas with Callie. It's super easy. Um, It just happens. It sort of happened by accident. And it was one story that I had posted on AO3 and she had commented and mentioned that the writing style sort of reminded her as if she was watching something and there's like a narrator voice <laughs> and it was sort of panning out. Um And I told her Actually, that, that's how I wrote it, with that idea that a classy British lady's voice was in my head as I was writing that story. And um, from there, she just suggested, oh, I actually, I said, I think I might actually put out an audiobook version. I was sort of joking. But then she had mentioned, maybe we should start an audiobook challenge. And then that's sort of how, you know, that uh, blossomed. So uh, I think it was really interesting. And I, I really loved the idea. Definitely, yeah, I love it, the idea. It spiraled,
3: of an out of, spiraled out of control, and I wrote like that same day two pages worth of notes of rules and prompts. <laughs> and I was like, "Here, here, here! We got to post this right now and do this, or we'll forget."
2: <laughs> well, some of the best ideas just sort of happen, you know, and I, I think that's what happened with this uh, this fanfic challenge. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I thought it would be nice to like, I know a lot of people would rather read than write or, um but it would be nice to involve them too, which is why I thought if everyone submitted their own prompts, it would widen the audience of maybe more people would be interested in listening to them too, if they knew that it was one of their prompts that would end up being the winning one for the challenge, and setting up the whole voting thing also to get everyone involved, because this was like, we started in June or July. And I let it span like the last day for everything is September twenty first. So I wanted to keep interest and have people coming back to the Facebook post to like check on things and want to stay involved all these months, while it was like being planned.
2: And I think the audio just adds a different layer to it. You know, I think a lot of us really enjoy Mm -hmm. listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And I think because, you know, the writers themselves are going to be submitting them and Who knows maybe it's them and maybe a friend or who knows uh, how they're recording but I think it just brings a different level of uh, intrigue to the story you know you hear someone's voice um and also some of us are really interested in sound effects I know I am so I'm going to be putting in some sound effects and I hope you all enjoy it I'm really looking forward to it
1: so so what was the winning prompt and, and what story are we are we looking for from people
3: so the winning prompt was the journey it was RG's prompt from she submitted it on um, AO3 and um, that one had the most votes so it was called the journey and I can read off exactly what her submission was here we go Eliza and or William are traveling long distance by either train or ship for business can include pleasure aboard there is either a murder kidnapping or some sort of theft or combo of they are the only law enforcement aboard and must investigate. So that was the one that came in first place with the most votes. Um, I mean, it says trainership, you can make it a spaceship if you want. It doesn't have to be quite spiritual. Um And yeah, like it could be a general idea taken from that because I know it's hard. Maybe you don't want to be too constrained, And then also we added for second place, um, Sally's prompt, The Driver, which is a story from author William's carriage driver's perspective, as he watches the shenanigans from the seat of his carriage. So we wanted to give everyone, I get more options, either they could write about the journey, they could write about the driver. And then this way, there's a little of something for everyone and more variety in the stories being submitted. So those were the two winning prompts.
0: That's really neat. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, and so they're writing this story, but it's also an audio challenge. What do they record on what it, what's the next step after they write it? so they're recording it, and then what
3: so um, you record it um, as you mentioned that's the next step, basically by this point you've written your story, you record it, and I can get more technical in a moment about that. Um, I just want to re that date so uh, by august 31st the recordings have to be submitted to Scarlet Tears Podcast at gmail.com um make sure they're in in time because all of these are going to be posted as podcasts on september 7th so that's when the recordings go live and on september 21st you can submit your story on ao3 so people can read along or maybe they can't focus and listen to things like me
0: <laughs> um <laughs>
3: It's kind of ironic we're doing an audio book because my attention span is non-existence with like listening. Um <laughs> oh, those are key dates. August 31st, submit your recording to Scarlet tears podcast at gmail.com. September seventh, it goes live. And September 21st, you can post your story on AO3. I recorded mine using what did I use? I used my Mac computer. I bought a microphone. Um It ended up recording everything outside, including the rain and the airplanes going by. Mm-hmm. So I learned, I recommend turning off fans, closing windows and sweating in your little apartment so that you don't get background noise. It caught the dishes. It caught the garbage pail rustling. Yeah. But um after two takes, I finally got one that was kind of clear. So then to tweak them, um, I used Adobe Audition, which is not a free software. It's part of the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite. Um, so if you have Creative Cloud, you can download that. And I cut out all my hemming and hawing and choking on water because I forgot to press pause in between. And I added transition sounds, sound effects, um, a little bit of music at one point. Um, and I watched tutorials because I had never used it before. It's not very hard per se, but if you have a background in Photoshop and other software, it's very similar to that, but you might have to watch and read up about it before you start. Um, Francesca, what did you use?
2: Oh, I haven't recorded yet, but I think oh, I, I okay. probably, I will probably use, um, you know, the, maybe the recording option that's on the iPhone. So I know that there are, you mentioned that there were some, uh, you know, for your sort of like more beginner, you know, audio uh, platforms so yeah I think we can even add a list right you know for people to 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 maybe choose as an option um so really just any different level of of of, um recording I think people will be able to use one
0: I use for the podcast editing I use audacity it's a free software you just go to audacity.com and you can download it on your computer and it's pretty easy You can watch YouTube videos, and they have a really great um, help section to do um, your editing, and it's pretty easy um, to use. So I would recommend Audacity, A-U-D-I-C-I-T-Y, Audacity, um, like audio, Audacity. Um, It's a really great program, um, free to use um, if you're not wanting to spend any money. So that's what I do for the podcast. We are willing to help. If you need questions, you can always ask me or Callie if you need any tips, you know, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, And if
3: anyone, like, doesn't want to read it, ask us. Like, I know people who would volunteer to read your story for you. And even if you just want to write, just submit your story on the 21st of September on AO3. You don't, no obligation to do the audio book I know it's not everyone's wheelhouse. It's just for fun. It's not meant to be stressful, but it's not obligatory. You can just submit your story if you prefer to do that.
1: Yeah, we're going to put these uh, audios up as podcasts. Um, So you'll be able to listen to them in the same way you would, how you listen to the podcast ordinarily. Um, And it's just, I just think it's going to be great fun just listening to these ideas and, um, yeah, just that kind of, I think listening to an audio book sometimes just takes you to a whole different world.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. you can use accents if you want to, or you don't. Want to. <laughs> it's entirely up to you. I know I can't do really great accents. So Impress accent with your, in I. your
3: accent.
0: Yeah.
3: Um... All right. God. I was. I asked. I was going to have my coworkers help me out, and my boss sent me. I hope he's not. He wouldn't listen to this, but he was. He sent me a text with an audio clip of his version of a Scottish Scottish accent, and Trina's like, "Why is he Transylvanian?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i'm I Tried, to try tried, tried, tried. It. tried. He
0: tried.
3: so sweet but i'm reading it with my new york accent i decided to omit even attempting any type of accent. Mm-hmm. So, um but yeah <laughs> no one has to be shy if, if they say coffee or anything weird because who knows what we're <laughs> gonna end up with in the end anyway <laughs> yeah
0: this is a judgment-free zone we are just here to enjoy the miss scarlet in the duke world and we are grateful for in your stories so yes
1: definitely it just anybody who wants to give it a go it is is you know that's all it is it's a, having some fun and trying something that maybe you haven't tried before and, and it doesn't have to be like a massive long story you can kind of just have like a couple of pages and it can be a short you know five minute audio book Or it can be like a twenty-minute audiobook. It really depends. That's that's the whole idea. Is is it's it's just give something different a go.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Oh, and speaking of pages, I can give an estimate. I started to write a story that ended up becoming, as usual, one of these long epics. But my story, (laughs) yeah, don't ask. I was getting tired of reading it myself. So I. I ended up writing about 15 pages. And most of it is dialogue. So there's no big blocks of text. And that took about 30 minutes to record with sound effects and transitions. So if you think about 15 pages of a Google or Word document is half an hour, you can kind of estimate from there, how long you think your recording will be. And on from my end because I'm not used to this it was more tiring than I thought I broke it up into chapters and read half one day and half another day and then Mm -hmm. strung it together but I was more tired the second day so you can kind of tell but do it when you're awake caffeinated and not sweating and it will make a big (laughs) difference (laughs) my advice It, it matters and sit up straight like for some reason I was slouching and I couldn't breathe and it it comes across
0: it's very interesting how that works or does. oh yeah, breaths are very very much picked up on yeah yeah yep. it gives you well, a new
1: appreciation of how you know an and a voice actor must do their kind of audiobook recordings and things, yeah, how do they
3: do it, and they put different like you can tell the good ones who the mm-hmm. character is without saying so and so said, and mm-hmm. it's just I have a, I still can't really listen to them without zoning out, but it's amazing because until you step on their side of the world, you don't realize how hard, how involved, how quiet it has to be. So I respect that. Even though I don't listen to them as much as I read, I, I was like, that's very interesting. I kind of want to do research on that, on how yeah. they manage to do all this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new world we're going to all step into with this one and it's going to be exciting. Say, so- and and also to step away from the,
1: the fanfic challenge kind of the fanfic writing in general is is just a lot of fun whether you're writing it or reading it 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 just it's amazing I'm always amazed at how these characters it, we've taken them to our hearts and you can just put them in a completely different world like um Francesca your latest stories kind of moved them to New York Callie you have this whole modern day Eliza and William set and and it's just I love how everybody's idea is so different but it's still Eliza, William, Moses, Nash, Ivy it's all like the characters that we love at heart.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah actually I agree. I have,
1: I have to thank you for that Lindsay because I in the beginning when I
3: was writing I was like oh my characters don't sound like them at all and you wrote me back and you said something like well they don't have to it's your take on them and I, that really hit close to home I was like oh you know you're right I can do whatever I want with them it doesn't really matter per se and that's when I kind of like did okay I went a little crazy off topic they're not in London or they're doing strange things after dark Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you. I don't know if I ever actually thanked you for that it was a long time ago but I still remember it yeah I mean
1: I think it's it's lovely because sometimes you read something and you kind of go yeah that that's a hundred percent them you've got them I can imagine this as an episode But then other times, you know, you do just think, you know what, I don't actually, it doesn't need to sound like an episode to not be enjoyable, to be enjoyable, to not be Mm -hmm. enjoyable, whichever way around it goes. But, you you know, it's just sometimes it's just you read something and it just transports you to a different world and you know because you can imagine William and you can imagine Eliza and Ivy and all the other characters that we all love because we know them from the screen and you can imagine them as they're having different conversations and you know you 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 put them in some really crazy mad situations and you're just laughing the whole time going I wish I could I'm not funny like when I read my writing I'm very dramatic Mm. but I'm not funny (laughs) and I read yours and I (laughs) Oh,
3: funny
0: always have,
1: <laughs> I always have this massive smile on my face and I'm always laughing going how on earth did you come up with this so I love it I love that you know everybody's slightly different and slightly cookie in their <laughs> final world it's great uh, thank you I really
3: appreciate that thank you
2: <laughs> I think it's just fun to be able to push the boundaries um in their relationship, like Eliza and William's relationship or just their characters in general, it's like staying true to their character in some ways, but being able to stretch it out. Honestly, you know, in our uh, community on AO3, like you will find everything, you know, as as someone who's, if, you know, someone's thinking, well, should I get into reading about, you know, reading the fanfic, you will find everything, modern, modern day settings. Um, we take them to different places around the world. Um, There's even one I remember where I think it was in the 1940s. Um, I can't remember the title, but it was a really great story. And then, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being able to see them in different scenarios. We want to continue the story in our heads. I mean, we only get six episodes, right? It's (laughs) just that we want to continue the story. We want to see them in different avenues. And so that's how I feel personally.
1: (laughs) It's a bit of wish fulfillment, I think. Like sometimes mm-hmm. somebody will write a review to something i for it and they'll be like, Oh, I wish they'd do that in the show. And I'm like, Yeah, because it's a wish fulfillment. It's we can't control yeah. what happens in the episodes. We can't control that Eliza and William, you know, come the end of season three, do feel a bit like they're um in very different places. they they've almost stepped away from each other. Whereas in our little fanfic bubble, we can kind of bring them together and we can you know, have those conversations that we'll probably never see on screen for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as you say, you can kind of go, do you know what? There's no limits to what I can do with these characters in in your own little fanfic world, you know. As as you did, Francesca, you took them all the way to New York and Rupert's got tons of money (laughs) so he can definitely (laughs) pay for it. And this crazy world... (laughs) It's, but it's an it's unlimited so... budget exactly and it's just well, I... it's just one of those things that you kind of go God! if the tv show itself had an unlimited budget if pbs <laughs> just kind of wrote rachel a blank check and imagine <laughs> what she could do imagine where she could take them and and we'll do it
2: well speaking of rupert you know that's also one of the fun things about writing fanfic is that Um, you can bring back characters that we haven't seen and you know we don't know who if they'll come back it's Mm -hmm. just that fun of being able to imagine them still in the show and I loved Rupert I mean I think we all did and I was so sad not to see him in season two and three so I think being able to bring him back in my story like I could hear his voice and so and just you know he's just so aloof with a lot of things I could see him just like going through New York and just not even understanding how to even navigate mm-hmm. himself through New York. Um, and I really felt that that was him. And so it's just so fun. You know, yeah. I think, Hallie, mm-hmm. you understand, right? It's so yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I like yeah. Arabella, so I'm just going to keep bringing her back in any shape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Whether, no. I, whether she's a killer or Patrick's romantic
1: interest, she'll be there. Mm-hmm. In some
2: way. Or a friend,
1: right? Or is it? yep, yep. yep. Uh, and it's true though because we can like I love that both of you have taken Clementine and just created this whole story for Clementine in bearing in mind I think she only has like in season two a handful of scenes and the same with Hattie as well they Mm. only really kind of have a handful of scenes and yet we've just created this whole other personality for them Mm. and you know I love that Clementine is just in Callie's world this crazy know-it-all who's just gonna go for it and larger than life and, you know in Francesca's world she is this jack of all trades you know she's learning to be an, an American lady and, and everything and you just think Do you know what she would uh it's just great it's amazing that the show has kind of created this this imagination and sparked it um I think it's It's rare sometimes in some fans um world to be able to kind of take these characters where you want them and mm-hmm. and speaking of unlimited budget <laughs> over on Twitter, I don't <laughs> even quite know how this even started, Francesca, but you have created our own little Twitter thick with unlimited budget. Any actor, actress, you can name it. They're all like, in this in this crazy Twitter fic world, uh, we've got murderers, we've got a a, a dad who has some of the hottest men in, in Hollywood history. Uh, so
0: I obviously am totally oblivious. Francesca, what is this Twitter fanfic Lindsay is talking about?
2: It's brilliant. Okay, so basically, it's, I would describe it as it's Bridgerton meets Miss Scarlet and the Duke. It's oh. drama filled. There's tons of actors, as we had mentioned. It's an unlimited budget. It's, we're pretending as if we were just gifted this unlimited budget by the studio. And, um, it started off, you know, first of all, our, you know, fan community on Twitter, they're awesome. Um, we, they love to just put out casting suggestions, you know, for, Actors they really wish would you know guest star on Miss Scarlet and the Duke. And uh, Mm -hmm. one day uh, somebody posted that they would love to see Luke Evans on the show, and he's just Mm -hmm. such a great actor, right? I mean, some people see him in The Alienist, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a show that I think takes place around the same time as Miss Scarlet and the Duke. And so, of course, we all love him and would love for him to be on the show. Um, From there, I had replied that I would love to see him play uh williams long lost half brother and oh, from there it's spiraled into this crazy wild story that has lasted pretty much all summer. um I guess this is what we do you know during this wait for season four are we're, we're just we're you know it's it's what we're doing to try to creatively get through and um basically the the story is everything you can kind of you know put together in this drama filled mm-hmm. story. It's got um tons of siblings um they're called the Remingtons. Mm-hmm. Um oh, nice. and I actually had to keep track, uh Lindsay, because I lost <laughs> track. <laughs> I lost track. But there are a lot of them. They just kept popping it, up and it's a collaborative <laughs> story. So that's where it really get, got crazy. That's it's everyone sort of contributing ideas, uh actors that's that they would see. story. And I actually made a list because I I lost track and I forgot one character that I was supposed to write in one posting and I completely um forgot him because there are about oh, there are eleven.
0: Oh, yeah there are wow. quite that a few a very, brothers very big family very big family
1: yeah. but that's and, not and including william no <laughs> and, and william is say. actually william has actually only just found out that he's related to any of these people so he didn't know so eliza's no, no. had to do a little bit of investigating moses has got in on the action as well um is it Susan Sarandon? I think we have as the evil stepmother who basically got William. Um, I don't think. Have we cast mother yet? I don't think we have. Have we cast who? who? Uh, William's actual mother.
3: Who? Who? Um, we... we
2: have. We we have. I don't know the actress's name. I'm so sorry, but she's from Poldark. Um, ah yes yes yes. Just she's a great actress, but um, redheaded so Basically,
3: the one who has the reddish hair.
2: Yes, yes, her, her. Oh. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, so um. I, I'm sure people are wondering, so what exactly is the story? So just kind of taking a step back, basically um, what happens is that William F. happens to be the illegitimate son of a real duke.
0: And mm-hmm. um,
2: it starts off with the real duke dying. And um, his uh, oldest son, Atticus, who's played by Luke Evans, or who we would love to be played um by Luke Evans, uh, finds out from his will, which, by the way, is missing a few pages. It's a little suspicious um, mm-hmm. that he, they must find the illegitimate son um, before anyone, any of the siblings can access their inheritance. And so he only has one clue, which is the initials WW and London. So he sets forth on his journey. And then from there, it just gets crazy. I mean, he meets Arabella. They fall in love. It's, oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's a whole thing. So, yeah, so basically William is related to this crazy aristocratic family. If
0: this Twitter story ever ends, are you going to, like, compile it up into an actual story and put it on AO3 for
2: everybody to enjoy? enjoy? I I didn't even think about that. Um, What do you guys think? I think they should. Definitely.
3: (laughs) Because I could only read the one link you sent me, Francesca. It doesn't open the whole story. Like, what happens here?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So that might actually be helpful to put it together into a story. I'd love to. I just don't know what a title would be for the story. Um, I can only think of the Remingtons, but. Yeah, I was um,
1: just thinking the same thing. I was like, the
0: Remington Hot Brothers.
2: (laughs) I mean, I was thinking about like the actual
0: Duke is here. Like, (laughs) we found the Duke or like. I don't know. Really is do We, we could workshop yeah, yeah. the title. It's it's still mm-hmm. the story's still going, so it's yeah.
2: fine.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, we, and we should... I think it's <laughs> yeah. Twitter. We
1: should, we should, we should add the, the the hot brothers. I think we've got. Um... Yeah. Who are the we've other got... hot brothers? Chase Crawford and oh. Ed Westwick from Gossip Girl. Nice.
0: Um,
1: we've got Chris Evans. Uh huh. Um. Yes.
2: um...
1: Who else have we had? Robert Downey Junior is in there somewhere, but I can't remember who's playing.
2: He hasn't come yet. He, 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 oh, will, he hasn't come yet. But That's I why can't I can't remember who's playing.
0: <laughs> we got we, we got also Henry Henry have Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry, Henry Cavill. Nice. No, we I'm can't lie about the story.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, you really gotta gather that Bobby Brown. And, is yeah, men- and you know, links to people. So when there's a the new character, you can go click here for the visual, and be like, hmm.
3: All right, I'm not, like yeah. you do, i'll photoshop their heads on anyone's body <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> there gosh, you go can do <laughs> we can do
0: stop motion videos and
1: audio right <laughs> francesca you do put an excellent gif with every single little twitter post that you do that just are oh, it just always makes me smile and it's one of those it's always the perfect gif for whatever you write it's brilliant
2: favorite part actually is is finding a picture that would correspond to the story you know the post that I put or a gif I don't know what it is but when you look online and you just use the right keywords you will find it you know like mm-hmm. I didn't know Chris Evans was in a period piece until I googled um Chris Evans period drama and it popped up he's in a movie um and so I forgot what it's called I think it's the last teardrop or something um mm. I think it was like 10 years ago so and I found, you know, a picture he's in a Victorian suit. And it was perfect. Oh, no. So oh, I, I wanted to find, know what you'll
0: find. Have to find that oh. one. I to find that one. So I did some research. That was
3: The Loss of a Teardrop Diamond 2008 hmm. um, was Chris Evans. Mm. And the pole dark actress was Eleanor Tomlinson.
0: There we go. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. I'll add her to the billing list. Oh, yes. You're
0: yeah. really going to have to gather up this story, Francesca. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to read it when it's done. Alrighty, didn't we have did we
1: have Clara Sims was uh from season one episode yeah. one? She was she was uh, meeting up with Chris Evans's character. Yes,
2: Chris Evans' yeah. character mm-hmm. is Christopher. Um I wasn't very creative that's with a, her was, that's character. original <laughs> Um, but I brought back Clara because I just, I love her. And I think, you know, I think we all loved her from season one. So, yeah. again, it's one of those things where you have that freedom to be able to bring back a character that you loved. And honestly, I think Eliza could really use some other uh, female friends, you know, yeah. who are very similar in age. And maybe also just similar in mindset of, you know, they're very independent and maybe they can help push um, or motivate her to explore her heart, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so I think that's where it came from. I think it came from that idea that we loved her character, and we wanted to see her, you know, continue.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow i I really am excited about like learning more about the story, and it's really great that it involves Twitter and the whole Scarlet Tears fan Twitter, and that it's not just like one. Fan fiction writer, it's like everybody's contributing, and that's just a great community thing to do. It, that's just really neat, yeah.
1: And it, and it helps yeah. just kind of keep the momentum alive, kind of in different areas as well. Because I think it's fans. That's one of the things that certainly for me, if I sit there and I go, "Oh, I really hope that the powers that be out there know that there are fans kind of waiting and eager for for, for more news." And, Mm. you know, because in the downtime between seasons, it can get very quiet and you think, oh, well, I hope they don't think we're not interested anymore because we are. And, you know, sometimes you might read something that's a little bit negative and you kind of go, oh, I hope that doesn't get taken the wrong way. Because particularly on Twitter, I think some opinions when condensing them down to 150 characters can either come across too positive or too negative or too argumentative. and, And, you know, what i love about our little fanfic creation here is that it, it's such a positive like we're, we're all just having such a laugh and such a, a fun time with it and you can do anything with it and again it's like how big your imagination how big are we going here um that it's it's just a really nice happy positive kind of movement to keep keep us all entertained
2: while we yeah. wait for
1: some news
2: yeah I agree. It's just something that's really, really fun. I think it just shows also how much we love this show and we want to see that story continue. Like Mm -hmm. our story explores what would happen, you know, after season three if Eliza and William did open their hearts to each other and were, um, you know, just taking a progressive step in their romantic relationship. Um, And then we also see the story just move in um, in ways where, you know, Eliza is growing in her role as the chief investigator and yeah I think it, it really shows how, how committed we are as fans and I hope yes that every, everyone knows who is involved with that show that we love the show so much yeah yeah and
1: it, it's really positive I think that's one of the nice things about fan fiction is it, it is really it's really positive in how we're trying to kind of work out this conundrum of of how can Eliza achieve the goals what are even the goals that Eliza wants to achieve because I think you know we've discussed it on the group recently like what what, what does Eliza want what does she want to achieve and you know how is she going to achieve it and and part of fan fiction is kind of trying to work out you know what's Eliza's goals and how can she kind of balance her goals and what's it going to take for her to achieve them but equally you know how do, how can we fit William in nicely with it and, and also kind of keep the goals that he wants? And, and you know, we, it's a conundrum that I'm sure the writers have got plans for and everything. And, and we get to have our own little bit of fun with it as well, which is really cool. And the other thing moving on from fan fiction a little bit is is the brilliant fan videos. Um, Francesca, you have been creating some of these amazing fan videos and they must take ages and they must be. A labor of love. Where do you even start?
2: Well, I will say they take a long time, but they're so worth it. Oh my gosh, I have Definitely. so much fun making those fan videos. And um, basically, how it starts for me is that I always start with a theme. Um, you know, with all my videos, there's sort of a purpose, um, whether it's focusing on Eliza and William's relationship or mm-hmm. just even like a, for example, I did a video where it focused on the line. From the show, um, Arabella's line, "You are in Love with her," and um, I took that line and sort of uh, decided to find you know scenes where there's a lot of unspoken uh, you know love between them, and um, it really connects with a song as well that I chose. Um, I love Taylor Swift, and so there's a song mm-hmm. called "You Are in Love." <laughs> and so it just fit really well, um, but that's sort of how I start, and I have this list. Of ideas it's growing there's a lot <laughs> of ideas um amanda you're gonna love it but i have a moses video in the future oh, thank you so uh, i just have to find a song um <laughs> but yeah so that's sort of how i started i, I sort of brainstorm ideas um but then in, in the technical way um i basically use i use imovie you know for mm-hmm. uh making the, the fan videos um and the fun thing is just finding scenes like i've you know i've gone through a lot of the episodes probably over 10, 15 times. And I'm trying to find a great scene to correspond to that video. And I have so much fun. I mean, I just, I get lost in it in the whole process. And it's, there's just something about taking these daydreams that I have, you know, I'm thinking about them all the time and finally putting them into artistic form, you know,
0: mm-hmm. with these fan videos, it just helps solidify how much we love the show and the reasons why we love the show. It shows, like, yeah, this is exactly what we love about it. And it just helps. Like, yes, we, 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 this is why we love them. And, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Look at all these people who are making these fan videos. We see what Rachel is doing. We see the love between these people. We see Eliza's tenacity and, her drive to become the best, and Williams' strong, silent, you know, strength that he brings to Scotland Yard, and it's just—it takes these bits in like one minute thirty seconds that is like, yes, this is why we love the show. This is it. This is it. You know, and it, it, it just—it just helps verify why the show is great. Oh, yeah. it totally yeah. really and it helps. kind
1: of—I like the fact that you can—it reminds you of some of the best scenes, and you can kind of go. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're anything like me, I'll go. Oh, I'll just watch this. Scene. And then suddenly I realize I'm watching the whole episode and I'm like, no, that was not what I was meant to be doing. I was only <laughs> going to watch that one little scene. And then all of a sudden it's like 40 minutes later and you're just like, oh, OK, that wasn't yeah. quite how my day was planned.
2: Oh, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to the scene and it's like, oh, whoops, 25 minutes has passed. And I'm watching yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, season one, episode six again, because that's my favorite episode, actually, um, is season one, episode six. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think one of the, you know, the best parts of it is actually finding music, you know, to connect with it. So for me, that's adding a different layer to the video. And I remember with, um, my first video, I, and I actually didn't really know how I was going to go about this. It was just one of those things where I was sort of experimenting and I had this first draft of a video, right. And I just couldn't find the perfect song. It took weeks. And this was sometime last year. And you know, again, shout out to our, you know, great Twitter fan community. Um, they love putting suggestions for songs that they remind them of the, of the show, right? And so somebody posted a uh, the song um, A Thousand Years by Christine Perry. Great song. Um, any Twilight fan would agree. And mm-hmm. so when I heard that song and, you know, they were mentioning how they love that song, they would love to see that, you know, in a fan video. Um, I was just thinking, well, let me try to put that and layer that and i and i just i love the song and when i did it just ended up being really perfect like it just it it just connected really well for me um and that sort of set set it forth you know i just got really really hooked on making fan videos after that but i think it just sometimes happens to be it's just the perfect song you know i think it really um, helps me to find the perfect scenes as well so
1: I love music I love music that just kind of like you say I mean there's an album by an artist called Dermot Kennedy that came out at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year and so Mm -hmm. many of those songs that I can just kind of instantly attach to how I was feeling about Eliza and William and and the show and everything at that point in time and and every time I listen to that album it's called Sonder um I i instantly think of the show and and sometimes it makes me feel better sometimes I'm like oh I wish these (laughs) things were different and I could could love to do a video to that song but I don't have the technical capabilities or the clips at the moment but you know it it, I love that I love that music can just kind of do that and you know we obviously we have the Scarlet is um playlist on Spotify if anybody hasn't um, found it which again we we've like tried to put pick songs and music and you know, because it does. It just kind of, you, you listen to a song and you suddenly attach it to that particular character or couple or, you know, a, a, a fandom. It, it just, love just sitting there kind of imagining what clip would go without those words. And again, must have, do you have favourite scenes and clips that you kind of go, right, well, in every video,
2: I've got to use that one. Oh, of course. I mean, that fake proposal scene, uh-huh. in season three oh yeah that's been overused for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um I love you know you know in season one the finale right so mm-hmm. that last episode when they're it's basically the last scene I think that scene is probably my favorite scene in the entire series because it just makes me so happy I remember thinking at the time I didn't know what the future was for the show you know in 2021 I was just watching and um, we didn't know about season two yet. And so I just kept thinking, oh, there's so many, there's just so many possibilities at that point, you know, whether they do get together or, um, you know, I just remember feeling so happy and thinking it felt very resolved, you know, at the end of that season. And I go back to that scene a lot. So I use that a lot in the fan videos, especially, well, the ones where it focuses on Eliza and William. It's a very sweet moment, and yeah, I would say I have a a good list of all these themes that I use over and over.
1: And I love her red dress in that; I just think it looks beautiful
2: on her. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes, it's. Uh, I have, we haven't seen that dress, right? Come back. That particular yeah.
0: dress. Yeah. No. Yeah. The fingers crossed in season
1: four, we might see her because I think Rachel said in an interview that um they kind of thinking of different colors she could wear other than blue so maybe maybe they're gonna you know bring in some uh some different colors so we might see some red
3: i'd like to see her in one of arabella's
2: dresses as a oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: would
2: there would it be like a story where, or a mystery where she has to dress up like that
3: Oh, Ooh. now you ideas. She has to pretend to be Arabella and run the restaurant or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Stuffing Arabella's the missing.
2: Oh
0: my God. So.
2: There so goes the restaurant.
0: Shit.
2: It's going to burn down. Callie, you should write that story.
3: I'm writing it down. Maybe I can make it like one of those short 500-word ones or something. Yeah, there you go. Please do.
2: Please do. That would be great. Okay. A
3: little asterisk next to that.
2: There we go.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm speaking kind of... of stories, <laughs> we have a lot of book recommendations that mm-hmm. kind of go along with the same vein of Miss Scarlet and the Duke. So we want to recommend some books for the Scarlet if you're looking for things to read to get you through these months. Um, Lindsay, you have a couple to talk about first. So, so the first one... Um is a book set
1: called the Bo it's uh the boasty duchess it's by cara devlin and um we have put up a couple of um posts on our instagram about it but um it's the first one is a um, murder in the murder at the seven piles by cara devlin and it is brilliant and um there's four books out at the moment and we know that the fifth book out is due in october um and it all surrounds, uh, Audrey, who is a duchess. And, um, the first story is, is kind of her trying to, um, basically somebody's been murdered, obviously, hence the reason the title. Uh, and she's trying to work out who did it because somebody in her life is, uh, wrongly accused of it, of, of, of the murder. And, um, Hugh and Audrey, Hugh is, um, a, Bow Street police officer and it's just brilliant it's so easy to read and so much fun throughout all these books you've got this kind of slight slow burn and it just draws you in and each book kind of moves them slightly further forward and it just it gives you although it's kind of set in the Regency period so it's kind of early 18th century it it just makes you feel like in some ways you, you you you've got that eliza and william tension and friendship going on and um it, it's just really good and and a lot of um the miss Scarlet fans have started reading these in our group and every person once you've read like the first book and you go to the second they're like right i need the rest of them mm-hmm. and uh the the writer who writes them is also a miss Scarlet fan so that's another kind of good tick in our box that that she too is also a Miss Scarlet fan and and Callie and Francesca you guys have read them as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of my
3: I had that on my list too one of my most recent favorite series and what's nice not nice it's sad that they're they're on the shorter end right they're about 200 Kindle pages whatever that is in real paper Mm -hmm. um but yeah I call them like two-day subway ride books because I can finish one in two days and Mm -hmm. they're so read and they're they're really
2: really good oh i love it yeah i i think i read the first book really quickly i'm on the second i'm halfway through and um i think one of my favorite things about her books is that it's her writing style there's just this exciting pace to it so if you're looking for that you know exciting pace obviously a slow burn um but there's just some really uh sweet moments you know throughout the book as well um i won't give anything away but uh I think it just gives you everything you want to see in a, in a story if you're you know if you're a fan of the girl and the duke um and maybe it stretches you know beyond that as well it just goes in different directions as yeah. well um because it is her you know it's her own story and there's a different level of that as well you know with with Audrey being a duchess so
1: it's great fun and just yeah like you guys I, I've read the first book really quickly and, and I was like right I need the next one and very fortunately when I started reading them there was three books out and I kind of read the first second and third books kind of quite quickly back to back and then I was like I'm hooked
0: yeah I haven't read it yet but it is on my to read list it's just there's so many books out in the world and you know time and things like that but I I promise I'm reading, gonna read them. I promise, ladies, because we're holding you to it. Everybody is raving about them, so yeah. trust me, they are there and they are in my mind the entire time. So, Gally's holding Gally. you to it, Amanda. Yes, Callie will <laughs> hold me to it.
3: I'm gonna bug you every day. I'll be like, Did you read it? Did you read it? You read it? Well, Slowly
2: <laughs> so wear we'll her down. Start bugging
0: me in the new year, and <laughs> it's then perfect. I will. I, I promise perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yes, January. <laughs> January 2nd, you can start bugging okay. me. Cool. Put it on your calendar. I'm I get I actually out by then. <laughs> I'll have plenty oh. to read then.
1: But but one book series that you have read, is, is it the Veronica Speedwell ones you've read?
2: Yes. No. Yes. Oh, I'm, not I'm sorry, Jessica
1: has. You, you, yes, you can tell us about that one, Francesca.
2: It's a great series. I actually know other Scarlet, Tears who have read it and it's very similar um you know if you're a fan of miss garland duke you're gonna love this series uh how i would describe it is it's basically a victorian mystery sprinkled with a little romance it's definitely a slow burn i'm i've read two books of the series i i'm quite wondering uh which one is slower miss garland duke or (laughs) the veronica speedwell series (laughs) because they're both you know they're sort of growing inch by inch um but it's just really exciting and it's got it's it's really funny too. It's got a great comedic punch to it. Her writing style is awesome. And basically um it it follows the main character, Veronica Speedwell. She is a lepidopterist, which means she engages in the scientific study of butterflies. Mm. I thought that was really cool. Wow. Um so she yeah, so she's just uh, she's actually really similar to Liza. She's really independent brave um pushes the boundaries she doesn't believe in a lot of the societal norms um but what is really interesting and there's a mystery in each book is that she's paired with this um male lead his name's stoker he's got an awesome name by the way um and it actually stands for rebel stoke templeton Vane, but they call him stoker (laughs) this is okay. <laughs> Um, But what happens is there's a mystery. you know she's involved in it, um, and it really explores how they go about it together, and their friendship is really important to the story, which I thought it was really interesting because that really connects with Miss the Duke as well. you know the friendship is at the foundation. Um, but yeah, it's really funny too. So if you're looking for that you know style, um, it's also exciting and it's got the mystery. I'm slowly convincing Lindsay. To read the series, <laughs> so I maybe by January second. A, a few answer. people
1: have mentioned this to me, and the only thing that puts me off is that it's in um first person tense, and I'm not used to reading it. And sometimes I think, oh, I don't know if I like that. But actually, I started reading another book um, the other day and realised that that was also in first person tense, and I really loved it. So you are slowly converting me here to um, to give it a go.
0: There you go, Francesca. Think, January 2nd, you can start bugging Lindsay
2: about this one. <laughs> well, it's just really interesting because it, it's from that, you know, perspective. We get to hear Veronica's thoughts, right? And so she's, you know, we, there's just some times when you re- really wish you could hear Eliza's thoughts, right? Yeah. During the show. So in this case, you get to hear all of her thoughts. Um, and they're so funny. She's hilarious. Um, but she's also just really, you know, in that way, she's also quite different. And I think, um, from Eliza, and I think we get to see that um different angle to the story so I won't give anything away it's just it's a great series I think there's nine books it's it's, a long series yeah so I would definitely check it out if I were you
0: all right sounds good so
1: what was the series that you've read Amanda
0: well it's a young adult series and it was also recommended by Jessamy on our Facebook group Mm -hmm. it's called the agency series by YS Lee there's four books in the series and the tagline is it is right up our alley. It says steeped in Victorian atmosphere and intrigue. The this diverting mystery trails a feisty heroine as she takes on a precarious secret assignment. It's about a young female orphan in eighteen fifties London and called Mary Quinn. Um the first book is A spot A Spy in a House. So she's a young orphan and she gets really an intriguing offer from um this educational house called Miss Scrimshaw's Academy. It's an unusual education, so they get their education with the regular, you know, sort of reading, writing and all the stuff in Victorian London, but they're also learning the arts of investigation mm-hmm. and spying. So these young women are learning how to be investigators and to, you know, learn how to London in to be spies to go undercover and so it's it's really like miss scarlet but young adults and it's i mean that was the first book recommendation that popped into my head when we started talking about this i mean it's actually it like
1: somewhere that eliza would love to have gone to school
0: oh definitely this would have been like yes. right in eliza's wheelhouse i mean she would have been in heaven I mean, it's funny, it has banter, it has slight romance. She has a little bit of, like, is she in danger, you know? It's really Eliza in young adult form. So it's a four-book series. It's pretty good. It's it's fun, you know? And it's interesting because it's, like, it, it's a group of women. It's not just an outlier, how Eliza's just this one woman trying to be this investigator. It's these group of young girls who are being brought in to be spies in this, you know, academy. So, in what yeah. era is it set in? Um, Victorian London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. 1850s London. So,
2: yeah. I would so love I to reminded. check that out. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really great. I think when you mentioned the fact that, you know, if Eliza had had that chance to, you know, be in a, you know, maybe um it it had that experience with other women or you know because we see her so isolated in some ways right she's going through this journey on her own and she's against all these forces right Mm -hmm. and the idea that in this series you know you mentioned it's a group of women so I always wonder what would it be like like what would that look like if Eliza did have maybe if she had learned her skills with other women or maybe she had Mm -hmm. the chance to hire more women hire women on her team. Um, I just, I have all these questions in my head. I I don't know if they'll be answered before, but (laughs) I, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Eliza, I think a lot of times, Eliza's actions are very defensive because she's, you know, on her own, she thinks she's weird and unusual and so she kind of like acts out. And Mm -hmm. in this instance, you know, Mary Quinn is like part of this group of women and so yeah it's a very different situation and eliza probably would be slightly different if she was you know raised and taught up or like had this just not necessarily friends but just this group of people who were like her taught the same things as her you know and so eliza wouldn't feel like i'm this weirdo who's just you know this woman you're a woman detective, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, Geez. but so are these five other classmates of mine. So I'm not this strange, you know, alien being. So,
2: yeah. Do you, do you think her um, perspective would change if she had a group of women of support? Like, I'm just curious if, from your perspective, do you think she would maybe open her heart more? If she was maybe surrounded by a group of women who she could talk to about her feelings about William or her her feelings about what happened with Arabella. I I know I'm going on a little tangent here, but I'm just curious.
0: I think she would. I mean, it depends on how. It depends. I mean, like. She's learning to open up with Ivy because we can see that in the kitchen scene when she is crying and you know says you know, I kind of messed up and you know i'm this weirdo can you help fix my bag you know she's learning to open up you know if the introduction of more female companions friends just general presence in her life was at a younger age she might might have opened up more you know might be opening up more you know but i think she's learning Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, if she had more female friends or people in her life, she would. I mean, I think she's learning with Ivy. Yeah. I think she probably
1: has this set idea of what her life is going to be and she doesn't have a lot of positive experience. Like when we look in at examples that the shows have given us of women that have been married and things, and it's not particularly positive in that sense. So she probably has a lot of doom and gloom around a relationship and being with somebody because, you know, of the in, in the time period, you, you know, you you met somebody maybe a few weeks, months later, you were married to them and that was it. And, you know women weren't supposed to work and she has this whole clearly this whole idea of what she wants her life to be and um I've always kind of thought William's a bit of a spanner in the works to that one Mm -hmm. um (laughs) which is why she kind of like dances on that little bit of an edge of I don't want to want you I don't want to like you but I kind of do um and I do think that if she had like a positive person like um certainly in my fanfics, I've I've written William having this positive male character who's kind of very laid back and he's the one that's kind of going, you've just got to let her be because if you try and like wrap her up and hide her away from the world and stop her doing what she wants, she's just going to run further away from you. So you've just kind of got to learn to let her shine and let her sparkle. And and when you see that, you that's when you're going to see the magic. And I think in some ways, Eliza needs a similar kind of thing of, you know, not every relationship is your husband being your master and telling you what to do. And, you know, yes, there would have been in that time period, that kind of relationship, but there must have been many relationships that are much like modern relationships now that, weren't quite so dominating in that sense. And, and Eliza hasn't got the experience to know, oh, actually, that there's ebbs and flows and relationships are different. It's not a case of, you know, I marry somebody and it's yes, sir, no, sir, three bags, four, sir. You know, and I think William will be different in that instance. And I think he's growing to to learn to accept that, maybe his idea of what he wants is different and we'll hopefully see him continue on that journey in season four so I think they both need a bit of a positive um, person in their life I think Ivy is perhaps a little bit too close and I don't think because she technically works for Eliza I think she will always pull back a little bit. Like she'll never kind of be the character in the same way. Like when we spoke to Evan, who's was saying Fitzroy can't be the person that is like, dude, what are you doing? You know, you love her, go after her because mm-hmm. William wouldn't react well to that. If Ivy was to do that as well and kind of go, Eliza, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. And, you know, if you're not careful, you really are going to lose this guy who is a, you know, a, a good man. Eliza would be like I don't I don't know what you're talking about because we've seen her when in the start of season two when she's saying oh you know if you want a future with William and she's like who well, says I want a future with him you know she's very, very cagey so definitely think a positive influence would be would be welcome to help them both change a little bit I agree there's my long-winded answer <laughs> to the question I know i that <laughs> tangent think
2: about this one <laughs>
1: Callie, so you've got a few books to recommend for us as well haven't you
3: yep unfortunately I read them and then forget right after which, oh, yeah. what the title was what the character is definitely uh but I do remember yes yeah, I liked them or not so I have a list of ones I liked. um but um I have author names and series titles but not the first book of the series titles but it should be okay. enough to look it up cool so Tessa Dare is, like, one of my favorites. She is hilarious. Like, she'll just write just sentences and the words she'll use are really, really funny. Um, She has, like, one of her characters chasing a parrot through this guy's house because it flew in through the open window. And then it's cursing, and she doesn't realize it's cursing. And, and he says something. Like, that kind of stuff I love. Mm-hmm. So... Anything by Tessa Dare, and that's one of the books in the Girl Meets Duke series. I think that was book three, actually, but they're all really good. And the Castle Castles Ever After series is really good. Um, and then she has another series, whatever it was called. It's really good, too. So Anything by Tessa Dare, I highly recommend. Um, I've been on a big Elizabeth Hoyt kick lately with the Maiden Lane series. There's 12 books in that. I read them out of order, which was interesting. You can, and it's fun because you're like, oh, so that's who this is. And all the characters are like mentioned and referenced in other books, and you want to find out more about them. So that's why I jumped around, depending on whose name popped up. But um, I highly recommend that series by her, by Elizabeth Hoyt. Um, I like Kerrigan Byrne, uh, The Devil You Know series. Um, darker kind of storytelling, but very dramatic, very passionate characters. Um, there, I think her books were a little longer, but you can speed right through them. Uh, The first book in that series was my favorite. Um, the second one was good too. I don't think I actually finished the third, but they're still worth reading. Um, those were really rich and well-developed stories. Um, then I liked, um, Julianne Donaldson's Heir to Edenbrook, which was like a very cute romance, um, also don't remember character names or anything, but I just remember really liking it. So that that one was on my list. And then Evie Dunmore, I think maybe some of you guys have read her. She wrote the League of Extraordinary Women series, which I think is still ongoing. I think she's up to book four at this point, but it hasn't been released yet. Um, that one I enjoyed. And then getting a little more modern. So all of those are period dramas and stories and romances um sophie kinsella is one of my favorites she wrote the shopaholic series which it, it it's ongoing but if you don't want to commit to a series she also wrote a standalone book she has a few standalone books but can you keep a secret was very good and i think it was also a movie which mm-hmm. I, it was yeah, right I think yeah it's on netflix oh it is oh cool okay i oh, i think i like the movie i don't know i'm picky about movie books becoming movies but the book was definitely funny yeah, and i've read the book and i thought it was brilliant oh good and also like like i said i don't listen to audiobooks often but whoever read that one did a really really good job that was probably one of the few audiobooks i was able to sit and listen to the whole thing like fairly quickly so either version paper kindle or audiobook they were they were really good um another one i like was the fox and o'hare series by janet ivanovich um so i think her name was kate o'hare she's an fbi agent and her like life's goal is to catch nick fox who's this criminal mastermind and they they have their own romance i'm not gonna lie the first three or four books were better because janet wrote them and then after i think a ghost writer took over because there's other names on the cover and it it lost a bit of its allure, but the first three definitely were really funny. And also, there's a lot of push and pull. And he keeps flirting with her, and she's like brushing him aside, and she's like, "Stop stealing things." And and she's very straight laced, so it 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 was very funny. I remembered liking that one a lot. And then they they you know they grow to care about each other. And she has like this obsession with Toblerone chocolates, and he's like, <laughs> "Chocolates." That I remembered the chocolate part. Um, oh, the Paw Enforcement series is really cute, too. That's by Dan- Diane Kelly. Um, uh, I can't remember this. I think the girl is a police officer and she ends up with a dog or a part German shepherd as her partner because she couldn't get along with any humans. And she meets a firefighter who also has a dog. Yeah. Um, also very cute mystery. Um That was good. That's called Paw Enforcement. And it's also a whole series, but I don't remember how many books are in the series. And then a while back, I read the Enchanted Ink series by Shana, S-H-A-N-N-A. I don't know how to pronounce that. Swenson. I remember loving it. It was about a girl who moves to New York and ends up working for a magical company. Um, The romance was great. I can't tell you anything else about it other than I remember really, really liking it enough that I bought the whole series for my Kindle. Um But, yeah, it was very, very good. And then leaning towards, like, the very smutty side of things is the mm-hmm. ice Planet. are very... Yeah, this is, like, way after dark. Die- do not read this if you do not like smut. It's all smut. <laughs> and completely... It's very weird. It, it gets funny. It's romantic, weird. Like, it... it but... Jeez, it's called Ice Planet Barbarians. And these girls crash land from being abducted from aliens onto this planet. And these massively tall blue alien creatures resonate with them and they fall in love with certain girls. Um, and they've been living like it's it's cute and sad. Like these poor guy aliens are all alone, most of them. And then the girls come and they all hook up. It's by Ruby Dixon. I'm not going to lie, if you read the first four or five, it's pretty much the same story with different names replacing them, um, because she wrote that she wants them to be happy. So there's drama, but you know, it's always going to have a happy ending, which is cute. But it, it's very, it, it's explicit to the extreme, more than even <laughs> five <stuff> written. <laughs> no. But um, it, it's very cute, like the first few books. So that's Ice Planet Barbarians. Um and I think that was my list. Lately, I've been reading fan fiction and writing, so I, I don't have anything else other than that at the moment.
0: Well, that's a big, um, long yeah. list, and we're glad you recommended them all. Yeah, we will get someone started, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll get somebody started. <laughs> I mean, it's the beginning of the summer. Year.
1: We got time to kill over the summer. It's fine. We only
3: have a few <laughs> weeks left. It's like almost August is over. What happened? <laughs>
0: I, I, I know September's will be here right away. Yeah. I, I
1: say this as somebody who's living in Britain who has not seen the sunshine since Francesca was over here. I am convinced that you brought the sun with you and then <laughs> took it back again. Because genuinely, Probably.
0: we oh. have had
1: nothing but grey skies and rain for God knows how long. So summer hasn't even begun over here.
2: Well, you can <laughs> we have our know, summer. It's
0: been hot.
2: I don't like it when I when I came in May I was really surprised because I think I came the one week where you had mentioned it hadn't been sunny right but I literally came like the day we came which is mid-May and the day and so the day after it like it was just sunny the entire vacation we were there we were there for a week and I just couldn't believe I was like wait we weren't prepared for this we had on our umbrellas we had a lot of layers we were fine with it being you know, cold and grey. We were looking forward to that it. time, Um But it was just sunny. I don't know what happened. Um, we
1: we rolled out the red carpet for you. I'm, I'm, what can I say? And then we you, packed it away.
2: <laughs> the sun oh. will come back, don't worry.
1: Uh, apparently it's supposed to be sunny next week, so we'll see. Oh, good luck.
2: Good yeah. luck,
1: England. We, we need some vitamin D over here.
2: Maybe I just need to go back again.
1: (laughs) Yes, come back and see us. Just bring some of that sun with with you. That would be lovely. Would be most welcome. So moving on from books, what what TV series is have we been have we been watching?
3: You know, it's funny, Scarlet. I can't think of anything I've liked as much.
1: No, this is true. I have I'd be honest, I have struggled as well with this one. I was like, uh Scarlet and oh. the Duke is the only one that I kind of keep coming back to. I don't know what it is about the show, but it it's there's something about it and something about the the fan groups and everything that yeah, I just I keep coming back to it. Whereas um other shows I, I kinda of go, Yeah, it's all
0: right. Yeah. Well, you can watch the show Vienna Blood. It's another yeah. PBS masterpiece. Um, I I don't know where else it's on. Um, I it's, it's on, on BBC2. An BBC two. iPlayer over here in the UK. Okay. Um, it's about Max Lieberman, um, who's a psychiatrist, psychologist and um, Detective Reinhardt. It's in 1900s Vienna. So, like, everything's gorgeous, you know, the fashion, the scenery, you know, the turn of the century, Vienna. But they partnered together to solve crimes, and they're kind of, like, weird because you got the psychologist in there trying to figure out why the killer's doing this. And it's really actually quite funny because both men have a very dry wit yeah you know about I love them. their
1: friendship I love the yeah. friendship
0: between them I mean and it's actually a really great show and I'm always surprised that there's another season because it doesn't get a lot of like play it doesn't get a lot of like notice it doesn't get a lot of like push that we see or at least that I see and so I'm like oh yeah there's another season so yeah. I hope it keeps going there's 3 seasons so far
3: it's based uh, on a series of books also did you know oh no
0: so there's another book recommendation yeah I
3: haven't read them, but yeah
0: it, it, it's also a very long
3: series i think it's from oh. Mac's point of view i'm not 100 sure but it looked very good
0: oh i'm gonna have to look into that but i i really enjoyed the series because yeah. it's it's i mean it's beautifully made and everything's like gorgeous and you know, Max and his sister are very stylish. I mean, its family is very stylish. Mm -hmm. They're very wealthy. And so it's just like everything's beautiful and it's Vienna. So they're going to places that are beautiful and you know, so it's really it's really a great show to watch. So
1: it, it, no. the mysteries are a little bit darker than miss Garden. Oh, very dark
0: mm-hmm. they're, very they're very
1: dark yeah it's not very I would, but i would say it's still not, it's not graphic
0: yeah not graphic it's, mm-hmm. it's just really psychology dark, dark. Yeah. yeah 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 and
1: the
3: books are the books are called the lieberman novels and they're by frank tallis if anyone wants to read them instead of watch them oh thank you
1: definitely it's it, i agree with you amanda that it seems to be very quietly running in the background um yeah, yeah i get never... a whole lot of fanfare over here because over here it's it's on i think it's on bbc2 mm-hmm. um but yeah it doesn't necessarily get a great fanfare but it is a really great series
0: yeah so i would mm-hmm. recommend that if you want like a psychologist psychology you know kind of like dark it's like Linda said it's not graphic you're not gonna see loads of blood and you know what it's kind of you know max is always you know trying to figure out why the killer is doing these things and you know so it's i mean it's a really good series Mm -hmm. yeah and then
1: another one similar vein to Miss Scarlet and the Duke is um The Alienist, which is I think where our initial conversations about Luke Evans kind of came about on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um but and it's a very it's very dark. It's uh in the UK, I know it's on Netflix. I think in the UK in the US it may be on I wanna say T C A, but I'm not sure if that's right. Um, TCA.
0: TCA? I don't know what TCA is, so... Maybe no. I'm not right then. Uh, TNT. TNT, oh, there we go.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, well, maybe, maybe Yeah, I was
0: like, I, dude, right? I don't know TCA, so no.
1: no. No, I'm not too very fair on U- US okay. channels. That's fine. Uh, unless you're talking CW. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's <laughs> oh, also on TV. Netflix, too. Oh, is it?
3: It well, was.
0: I don't know if it was, still is. Okay. It was.
1: But it, it's very, I think a lot of Miss Scarlet fans have, have really enjoyed watching The Alienist. And I I mean, it is a lot, lot darker. It's mm. not graphic, but the actual cases, it's one case throughout two seasons. So each mm. season has its own case. Mm. And um, they are quite psychologically dark, but yeah. they are so, like, as soon as you get to the end of one episode, you want to watch the next one because yeah. you want to find out what's going on. Um, yeah. particularly season two, I remember, um, the actress who, who plays one of the characters who. I love um, Fanning
0: is the actress. No,
1: so she played one of the main characters. The character that I'm thinking of kind of plays oh. a bit of a double character. And she is absolutely, I'm not going to say what she was because, uh, that probably gives the game away, but she,
0: oh, she has yes. red
1: hair. Yep. And she, I literally watched it. It was like, I don't know yes, who you are, are, but I want to find out who you are because you are I an incredible actress. Her. Oh, I wow. with her, yes. She was incredible. Um, yeah. I cannot remember what her character name is, but she has red hair. Mm. And just the way she plays this kind of character is just out of this world. And mm. she's amazing, amazing actress. Yeah. And it does, it, it has a little bit, I love the friendship between the three main characters in it as well. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that's a that's another kind of good recommendation that that has kind of been put out there by. And it parties. is also
0: based on books as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I did I did see that you can actually access it here through Apple TV. So if anyone, oh cool, I have it on my list. I, I think actually, um, HBO Max has it too. So oh. um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I I've never watched it, but everyone just recommends I it. I really it recommend it. Cool. Yeah. Recommend it. Yeah. And it actually, I, d- I didn't even know. But fun fact, um, Kate Phillips, the guest stars on the show, who plays Eliza. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. And, I, and I, I saw her on the trailer and I thought, wow, oh, that's that's nice. So um, that's definitely motivating me to check it out. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and speaking of Kate Phillips, she has a, a new TV show called Hijack, uh, which is out on Apple TV and uh i've it all seven episodes are out now so i've been watching it week by week but but all seven episodes are out now and um idris elba is the main kind of star of of that show and it's all about a plane being hijacked and i hands out kate is amazing in it as as per usual i think whenever we watch kate in anything the one thing that we all come back with is saying i wish they used her more mm. because she she has a uh, she is kind of a, a more, more central character and they probably could have done more with her than they did but the scenes that she was in she she knocked it out of the park she was brilliant and i um i really enjoyed her in it. so uh that's another another good recommendation mm-hmm. and a, a few uh scarlet Tears. we've been chatting about it as well so that's been
0: mm-hmm. fun um also the show the law according to lydia poet's It's on Netflix. Um, It's a true story about the first woman um, lawyer in Italy. Um, She reminds me so much of Eliza, who just, you know, it's always how Eliza hears a woman detective. Lydia always hears a woman lawyer. And so, you know, she tries to practice law, but she can't. The course always say no and so she kind of has to be like the secretary to her brother and she you know or you know the paralegal i guess and she tries to you know help everybody and she just comes up against every obstacle and she just throws caution to the wind it's like eliza on steroids <laughs> romantically yep. and definitely you know definitely, yeah and, it's a very. African i mean it's garden really garden. good yeah and you know it takes place in italy so <laughs> that's us, you know a lot you know where and she's and got like,
1: some fantastic outfits i mean oh some of amazing them, the budget outfit. for that those outfits yeah. must have been immense
0: yeah and so you know how you think eliza is like no nonsense and doesn't take no for an answer well lydia is like twice that and it's a good one i was surprised
1: that yeah i was surprised that she it's about her being a lawyer but um the tv show kind of she's very kind of it feels like she's a detective in a way
0: yeah um but yeah like because she's solving the crimes yeah she's trying to work out how
1: to how to kind of find somebody is somebody innocent so then if she knows Mm -hmm. that then she can prove it and and things yeah. like that. But it's it's yeah. very entertaining.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good. So I suggest that one. Um, it's kind of rated as maybe PG thirteen, PG twenty. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, R. Mm. It's so. got a
1: few. I wouldn't watch it with my nine year old. Let's get yeah, that exactly.
0: <laughs> so you know, make sure the kids are to bed. So yeah, but. It's it's fun. It's entertaining, and it's you know there are times where you're like, mm, I wish Eliza acted like that because Lydia just pushes her way through things. You know she does. She really takes no for an answer. Where sometimes Eliza kind of pulls back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. And so uh, other things that that our fans have have kind of told us that they're doing um, to pass the time in this scar um diana has been beavering away working on um season two crochet knitted dolls and yeah. so we're hoping that we'll we'll get a few new knitted doll images uh in the not too distant future we're really looking forward to fits i love them.
0: those dolls
1: love them they're so good and um I mean, I wish I could crochet. Callie, you are the queen of crochet. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I was showing my niece some of your crochet bits because she's trying to learn. And she was like, oh, I want to make that. I'm like, don't look at
3: me, kid. <laughs> well, I knit mine. Diana crocheted hers. So they are different techniques, uh-huh. I suppose. But all with yarn. All with yarn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep they're
2: they're so cool i always look forward to the next graphic that you put up like what are (laughs) they doing (laughs) and your your stop motion videos are
1: awesome (laughs) oh the stop motion videos i I showed uh, my niece the eliza bakes a cake and she was just she was just laughing her little head off because she's been learning to try and do cap cut and uh, was like i i need to make myself some of these dolls
3: it's a lot of fun, it really is it's amazing, You can, like with the fan fiction, you can make them do anything you want essentially with a stop motion video So,
1: Or inadvertently put a microphone in the wrong place Oh my
3: god, <laughs> that was like the funniest accident, well you guys already saw the photo to advertise this podcast episode but that microphone has like a whole other use at this point <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's an after dark challenge.
1: Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one of our lovely um scarlet here friends on Instagram Charlotte Allen uh messaged us to say that she's in the process of doing a Miss Scarlet and the Duke scrapbook um which is containing some interviews, some articles, some Instagram posts. Um, some fashion works, drawings of Eliza's outfits, and also adding notes and opinions. Um, and I, I'm, cannot wait to to see some pictures
0: of that because it sounds amazing. Um, it really does. So, yeah, we're talking about it, and we wish mm-hmm. we could send the scrapbook to all of the Scarlet Tears, and so we could look at it and maybe like. You know, put in notes or put in our own pages, and it becomes this massive thing that could go around the world. But we just think Mm -hmm. it's the most fun thing ever—a scrapbook for Miss Scarlet and the Duke. I mean, it's really cool. So, thank you, Charlotte. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then. Excited for that. mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, our fans are are just so talented. I think that's the thing.
2: Whether it's
1: fan fiction videos um you know knitting dolls or scrapbooks or somebody had kind of built their own eliza's office in miniature version and i'm Mm -hmm. just like
0: wow it's amazing yeah there are fans and creators everywhere that just have the best and neatest ideas that we can't even like imagine and we just want you to like message us and share with us you know come on the podcast and talk to Mm -hmm. us because we just want to spread the love of Miss Scarlet and the Duke and just show the actors and the creators of the show that there are fans all over the world. And that even though there's this Scarlaw, we are still interested and still really excited about the show. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to be here no matter what. And it's, you know, it's really excited. So always send us a message and, you know, we're going to, you know, we'll be excited with you, and we want to talk to you, and share the you know, love, share the love, yes, share the love, because that,
1: that's what this is all about, and the community, and it's just sharing the love of the show, and, yeah. and the thing that brings us all together, I think that's what's so nice, and you know, just, it's, it is, it's just sharing the love, because we, yeah. we do, and it's it's. I think together we'll we'll kind of get through the 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 lull of waiting for for some news. Hopefully, I'm hoping kind of September time we might maybe get some news from Masterpiece. Maybe I'm you know being presumptuous, but fingers crossed. Hopefully, sometime soon. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get some
0: news. I hope so, yeah, we hope so. So but until from... then,
1: there's always fanfics.
0: Yep. So, from Twitter fanfic to scrapbooks on Instagram, you know, always share how you're trying to get through this scar um, We have social media pages. We're on Facebook at Scarlet Tears Podcast. We have the group. We have the page. We're on Instagram at Scarlet Tears underscore Facebook. We have our website with podcast. Podcast. What I say? Facebook. Oh, <laughs> Scholar Tears underscore podcast, not Facebook. Um, we have our website, um, Scholar Tears podcast at WordPress.com. Dot WordPress.com. Oh, I'm doing this so wrong. Scholar Tears dot WordPress.com. Scholar Tears podcast at WordPress.com. Wow. Um, so find us. Just look, Scholar Tears podcast. Um, we're on the media. Find us. Share with us your ideas. We're going to have the audiobooks um, coming up soon at the beginning of September on the podcast website, the podcast all over wherever you listen to. So that'll be fun. So keep listening. Um, Allie before Wait,
3: wait,
1: wait.
0: Lindsay, you forgot
1: to mention Granchester.
0: Oh, yes. Good point.
1: Yes. Uh, Brian Bubble is... um, going to be in this week's or has just been by the time we put this out but the the last week's episode of Granchester, he he's in it I haven't seen it because it's obviously not out yet but um he's in the trailer for it so we we Mm want to find out what his character is all about in that so he obviously plays Solomon in um Miss Scarlet and the Duke so I'm wondering what sort of character he's going to play in Granchester. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. because that's
1: another one and again, Anne-Sue was in a UK TV show called For Her Sins, which also starred um, Rachel Shenton from All Creatures. And she was absolutely amazing in it. I don't know if it's going to be available for the US fans though. but I watched it on Channel 5. Hopefully, it will be out in the US as well, because that was, a, that was one heck of a ride. Honestly, it, they aired... It's four episodes, and they aired one episode a night over um, Monday to Thursday. And I I don't generally watch TV live. I tend to kind of because we have lots of adverts, and I tend to like to fast forward through them. Um, but I watched those live, and and those days it was just it was such a good show. And yeah, so if her if you see four Her Sins come out, highly recommend watching it. And of course, we get to watch the lovely Anthony who plays Moses.
0: Okay. Anything else we're forgetting? <laughs> nope. Um, nope. I think I've covered everything. Okay. Well, Francesca and Callie, thank you for joining us for this fan-filled fun podcast. I couldn't think of another F. Um, but <laughs> well, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> um, uh Thank you for talking to us and bringing us all our fanfic and for the exciting challenge we're looking forward to it thank you for talking to us
1: yes thank thanks. you so much it's been a blast yeah.
2: thanks it for having so much fun yeah.
3: yes anything to advertise the, the challenges submit 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 your stories in your in your audio books please
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes we'd love to hear them
0: yes um just ask any of us for help or mm-hmm. if you have any questions We're here for you. Um, That's August 31st. That you got to have them in to the tears podcast at gmail.com. And Um, also another technical thing. If your
3: file's too large to send, WeTransfer is a free website. You just upload it there. Enter the Tears podcast at gmail. Email in yours. You'll get a verification code and off it goes. Or you could even save it into Google or Dropbox and send the link if the file the file most likely will be too large to attach. Um
0: Correct. they
3: get big very quickly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Um so yep, that's it. Any questions? Just ask. Um so thank you everybody for listening and joining us today. Tune in next time for a fun one. So thank you. Yay. Thank you. Bye everyone this was so much fun. Yeah thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Scarlet Tears podcast. Music by Kevin MacLeod. Incomentech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribute 4.0, license. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0 forward slash...